Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music for the game Loot River, composed by two brothers, Marcus and David. Marcus and David, who go by Wobbler Sound, are a full-service audio package. So that means for Loot River, they supplied not only the music, but the sound design and implementation too. So we'll talk about Loot River and some of their other projects. We'll talk about how they divide audio tasks and other aspects of their audio careers. Now, as brothers, they've been making music together for many, many years. They even had a band together, an indie band together, that toured Europe and had uh, success there. Um, Made a few albums with that band, Uh, but now they're focused full-time on Wobbler Sound. A couple of announcements before we get to our chat. Please do head to YouTube, watch the video of my chat with David and Marcus, give it a like, please subscribe, therefore you won't miss out on any of our YouTube activity. And please join us on Discord. It is free to join us on Discord, although we do have some patron-only channels, but otherwise, come chat with us about game audio, soundtracks, what you're playing, share photos of your pets, share music, whatever is reasonable. Please come hang. The Discord link is in the show notes. Patrons have access to a special playlist that Marcus and David created just for you to hear some of their favorite music. It is very easy to become a patron. It's also cheap. So please do support us if you're able to. You can find us at patreon.com slash level. All right, so Loot River. It's a Souls-like, top-down, pixel-arty, dungeon-crawling roguelike that has Tetris elements. So the platforms that you're fighting on move around. It's very intense. And the music and sound design is fantastic. So here are Marcus and David. We are Wobbler Sound, so this is David and I'm Marcus, we are brothers, and we are sound designers and composers for video games. And so how long have you been doing that together professionally? Uh, well, that's kind of hard to say um, <laughs> prof- what, what, what means professionally. So, uh, how long have you gotten paid for it? Let's start. <laughs> that's maybe yeah. the more correct question. <laughs> I, I think... So, I think about 10 years ago, we did our first game. Um, Back then, um, we've been in a band and kind of um, a bit successful in Austria and stuff. We had an indie rock band, I would call it. Um, And from there, we just um, got a call from um, a game company if we would like to do um, the soundtrack for a video game. And that was pretty much the starting point. From there, we got really hooked and just did the music back then. But from there, we really got interested in doing sound design. And David has also a background as a programmer um, and already worked like um, in QA um, in various game companies. And then, yeah, I I worked as a game developer actually before, you know, we had the band and part-time I would do like my day job as a game developer. And at some point we were like, yeah, like games, audio, that we can combine <laughs> that, right? Because that, yeah. that call you mentioned from the company was this typical, hey, we need uh, 11 tracks in two weeks. Can you do this? <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we did it. Yeah. Uh, f- from today, I, do, I, do, I don't understand how we did that, actually. I can't imagine it now. Yeah. But back then we yeah. did it, yeah. So Amazing. So have you always kind of had a fairly clear division, Marcus, it seems like just based off of the website that you do the bulk of the composition, but you're both sound designers. Is that pretty much how it how it goes usually? Yes. Um, as said, um, since David um, 
is a very good audio implementer. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And audio implementation is pretty much his um, specialty. Yeah. So that's um, that's the part he takes over. Yeah, I think I think uh, as you said, Emily, he's more on the composing side of things. I'm more on the technical side of things, and sound design, not the technical part, but the sound design is where our ends meet. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, depending on the project. David is also um, involved in in the composition process, as I'm involved in yeah. implementation when it comes to, hey, I don't know how to go from here, and how do you think that works or this yeah. works? Yeah. I think we have a very high level of trust in each other, because from our childhood days on, we started making music with each other, and mm. um, we actually never stopped um, working together, and so... Yeah, I trust his opinion more than everyone else's opinion. And I know, um, I mean, we're brothers, we are brutally honest to each other. <laughs> yeah, you can, you, you, you know, I have the easy part. I, I can I can come to his computer and say, like, oh, yeah, that's not so good. And that should be better. Do it different. But, you know, as, as siblings, you can you can quarrel for like 15 minutes, but... We know we love each other, you know, so yeah. it's like, okay, oh, I hate you right now, but 10 minutes later, it's okay again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, I uh, kind of heard of you or learned of you uh, from the game Loot River, and it seems like that project in particular, you did everything with regards to sound, all the implementation, yes. all the sound design, all the music, everything, right? Uh, Everything all, yes. almost yes. Only in the in-engine in part in Unity, I split up with uh, Miro with the uh, mastermind head of game. Everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But everything else is our work. So, how often are you two working together on the same project? Is that fairly common, or do you separate out? No, mostly we um, work on every project um, together. There are projects that are more like um, implementation heavy and it, more things happen on David's sides. Mm -hmm. On other projects, it's the other way around. So, But yes. Uh, it's it, it's kind of a weird pipeline because we have several projects in parallel, at least sure, now, sure. most of the time. So mm -hmm. that's good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also kind of like, you know, shifting things around and now we're at this point where it's like, oh, yes, we need to do project management and this fun thing called administration. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah. So with, um, let's, if you don't mind, we'll talk about Loot River for a, a brief sure, uh, sure. moment. And I mean, the game itself, why don't you go ahead and describe the game? Because it's a unique system, I guess. <laughs> yes, uh, I think simply put, it's kind of a mixture of a Tetris game meeting a Souls-like game. So you puzzle your way through platforms that are actually moving like it's more top-down-ish, pixel-arty. You move on Tetris-like platforms and puzzle your game through a, uh, your way through a maze that is filled with deadly enemies. Yeah, and also <laughs> it's super hard. So yeah, it's, it's super difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys, I'm assuming you've played it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple, a couple of times. Of times. Yes. <laughs> I still play on easy mode, though. So. 
So how did you um, become a part of that project? Funny story, uh, Vienna, like Austria and especially Vienna, the game development scene is, is really nice, but also really like, I wouldn't say small, but kind of uh, family-ish. Sure. <laughs> and we did another project for a company uh, called uh, Broken Rules. Uh, the game is called Gibbon. It's about an ape. It's also recently been released. And there we did the sound design and the audio implementation. And uh, Miro, the head of uh, Striker Studios, is sharing a, a, a you know, like uh, the office, there is kind of this community space and he has his office and, they ha and Broken Rules have their office in the same flat, okay. basically. Yeah. And so he knew about that we did the sound for Gibbon and he was like, yeah, that that's actually sounding good. And uh, he was asking us first only if we could do the sound design for Loot River. Okay. And then as things go, he asked, uh, I asked him like, yeah, do you have any plan about music? What are you going to do, right? Because you might want to have music. <laughs> and I think you can describe that part better. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Miro was like, um, he, wa uh, he wasn't really sure where to go and um, who to ask and stuff. He just had one track um, he played to us. Okay. Um, he said he really liked. It was a track by Carl Craig. It's this um, Detroit techno. Oh, nice. Pretty much a pioneer, I would say, in that field. And on this track, he kind of combined techno music with orchestral elements. And Miro liked that, and I really liked that he came up with such an unconventional reference, yeah. I would say. Uh, yeah. I, really, I really liked that it, he didn't hit us with some Bloodborne track or so. <laughs> it was something more... You know, it was more, you, you have to find that. It's not, not everybody knows that. So I was kind of motivated and thought, okay, maybe I just try to do a little track in that style, just a little snippet, one minute, send it over to him and say, hey, I think I can do that style. Let's try it together. Yeah. That's what we did. He liked it and then said, okay, let's do all the, the whole game together. Yeah. And from there, we started to work on the music as well. Yeah, the music's fantastic. And uh, it's really enjoyable Listen, um, I, I talk more about that combination of elements because it's it's subtle. I think um, so. So talk about you know working in that style, if you would. Yeah, it was quite a journey to be honest, um, because the, the the track was a good starting point. But you know, from there we usually um, make a couple of layouts, um, very rough and try to have something um, to listen in-game as soon as possible, to be honest, because um, it's always one thing to have a cool th song, and it's something completely different to have something that's really working in the game. Mm -hmm. And in that matter, the game was just very special because of the, the show remix. David explained this, hey, we have these puzzle elements, but also we have these fighting elements. It's very dark and grimy, um, almost gory, um, but also has these funny um, little jokes in between and so. So it, it's very broad stylistically, and we had to narrow it down. And that was yeah, not too easy, to be honest. Also, you know, when starting on a game soundtrack for me, it's always like I try to um, first grasp the very rough cornerstones, like do I want to have fast music, slow music, 
sad music, happy music. <laughs> Do I want even beats in the music or no? Just, you know, these very rough decisions you have to take at some mm -hmm. point. So we tried out actually a lot of different mm -hmm. things. I tried very, very ambient music, very experimental ambient stuff, yeah. which didn't do enough, but did set the mood quite good and well. And I, we all had the feeling that Lute River really, it was great to have something that sets a dark mood in there and make it, okay, this is serious, you're going to die a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this is what we wanted. But also we wanted a bit more of this, okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> Fast-paced yes. action E, you know, like uh, give the player the feeling of stress in a positive way, you know, like if we do like a lot of yeah. fast perks, it would be, okay, I just need to hurry, you know. Pushing yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing, the, pushing mm. the limits of the, uh, of, and, and also the heartbeats of the players. Mm. And we tried that also like really heavily. And this was the other end of the spectrum, which, which was, yeah, okay, this definitely sounds stressful, <laughs> but you cannot do that like all the time because the players would just, yeah. yeah. Usually we um, try to experiment also with the implementation quite early. Um, okay. You know, exactly what David, David said, we had these ambient parts and then we tried to, you know, oh, there's an enemy appearing on the screen, let's bring in some bigger sounds yeah. or bring in drums or change the, the composition completely. And so the problem with Loot River, to be honest, was everything was so um, happening fast and without, you know, yeah, it I've could happen within seconds. And it was just the music, it was, yeah, it was it, confusing. It was actually a process over, I think, three months where we tried out different approaches. You know, all these uh, roguelikes, we all know a lot of them are room-based. You know, like it's easy, okay, we have Hades, room enter, example, fight yeah. start. Fighting, fight end, next room. So it's really clear what is going to happen. In yeah. Loot River, there is no such thing. I think there aren't even any doors. Mm -hmm. I think ex except for one <laughs> invisible that you can find if you're looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, I don't, it's all procedural, you know? So it's like, maybe yeah. there is one enemy, maybe there are 100. And uh, we tried to come up with enemy on screen, lots of fighting happening, and we came up with this, this really complex matrix of what could possibly influence the music and we tried it for a long, long time. And the bottom line with each approach was, yeah, that's nice, but it's not as nice as just listening to the track as it goes. <laughs> So, the, the, to, to, to sum up the story, we tried so much implementation stuff, but at the end, what yeah. was working best was having a track that is shifting from very ambient to very energetic um, in itself. Yeah. And have this yeah. movement and be, be long enough to don't get the repetition, you mm -hmm. know, because the levels are quite short, actually. As soon as you're um, into the game a bit, you, you can rush pretty through it. So we just made long tracks that are like moving um, <laughs> up and down. So that was that side of the music. Um, the other side for me was a lot of finding 
the right instruments, finding the right sound. Um, this sure. was a huge topic on this one for me, especially, you know, we talked about this mixture of electronic music and um, orchestral music. And I thought, yes, and we all know there's a lot out there that does orchestral um, with electronic. It's not, this is something new. But when I start to work on something on, on a soundtrack, I really, really want to find a little niche that maybe hasn't been done exactly like that before. Sure. Um, so that's where I was poking around and I was like really researching, you know, very old music, everything that is really ancient, almost like primitive sounding, um, whatever comes to your mind when you think about, you know, I don't know, Nordic, um, Celtic, um, Viking music or something, you know, maybe... Mm -hmm. Easy drums, um, yeah. but nothing complicated, nothing too baroque and stuff. Yeah. Very, yeah. you, you yeah. know, you know. Um, yeah. No harpsichord. No. <laughs> yes, and not. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that was important, and also because for me, techno music, and I'm a big fan of um, electronic music, and especially techno music. The strength in it is so often not the musical changes it does, but the monotony it does. Yeah. You know, the simplicity that makes it strong and not the, the complicated parts. Mm -hmm. So that's something I wanted to have in there. So it's yeah. imagining like a few, I don't know, ancient magician Vikings um, doing techno music. <laughs> so that was yeah. pretty much the, the, the bottom line. Also important for me was that the instruments I used have just a lot of interesting texture and mm -hmm. the ones that didn't have, um, I just processed so much <laughs> until it had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's voices in there. Yeah, there's also voices in there. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. The, the good thing about this soundtrack with this idea we had, how this is um, that I wasn't looking for supernatural sounding recordings yeah. because for me it didn't matter because I was sure I'm going to make it artificial in some way because I'm going to do very heavy post-processing with every signal and it doesn't have to be a believable orchestral recording. In, it's not a God of War soundtrack, it's a pixel art game and it can be abstract and it can be yeah. something different. Yeah. So that allowed a lot of just playing around with, with <laughs> stuff and samples, yes. So um, with David mentioning, you know, that you did all these, tried all these complex maneuvers, I guess, with, uh, with implementation and then just kind of scaled it back, realizing, you know, maybe simple is better or just comes across better. Um, you know, I'm curious then, 
how did that realization, did that realization change the way that Marcus wrote the music? Because, uh, so did you just then decide, okay, well, I'm just going to stem all of this out and make a bunch of stems so that we can gradually increase intensity? Is that kind of how that worked out then? <laughs> that's that's what we, we did on the way, yes. Yeah. Um, so um, that was, yeah, yeah. We we, started, we've been there, yeah. It's pretty much exactly as you said. We started pretty early with the implementation tryouts, and so we have had like this really rough perk and ambient stems and tried to mix and match, you know, like first simple approach, bring in the perks when the enemies are here, bring even more perks in when you're fighting and stuff. But it in so many times in Loot River, you have this one enemy and you just make this platform move, you know, maybe from the tailor and that the enemy is dead and it's like one second. Yeah. And yep. I, I really don't like it in games when there's this fighting music, fighting music starting, starting when it's already over. Half yeah. a second and then it's, <laughs> yeah. bam, bam, it's over. It does yeah. not make so much yeah. sense. I know me, we so. had this phase where we then even tried stingers, you know, for these really short fights. Mm -hmm. But then we, what we had was like, ambient music with occasional stingers in between <laughs> and it also didn't feel right. right. It was like, and it's like, what the hell is even going on? In the end, it changed the process in that way that I knew, okay, I have to do tracks that are actually both, that have yeah. these little segments that are kind of hook, but, hooky and yeah. um, push you somehow and then but, get yeah. very ambient. Like but that. I need to say in my defense, as my heart's still a bit bleeding because I'm like, yeah, Wow, dynamic music implementation, totally down for... Because I really love it when games can pull it off, right? Yeah, yeah. That being said, it's always a matter of resources as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but uh, there is what we did put in. I, I, I didn't let it take away from me. There are certain safe zones in the game when you, when you uh, enter emergence zone or something like that. Uh, where would, we would heavily process uh, the music in the middle where then and it jumps to a special part that's even more ambient and pitch down and I don't know how many. Uh, uh, I think we, we've put it um, on uh, on the some of ah, those are tracks the on the tracks, uh, I think they are yeah. called like the level but ambient um, in yeah. brackets. These are, These are the safe zone yeah. themes, so to say. And yeah. actually, I can jump in here because um, the interesting thing how this even came to be was um, you maybe noticed there's this balalaika player in the game. Yes, yes. In the, in the, in the home hub, yeah. Yeah. That was a, a big thing. I can show you something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We actually oh look, there it is! Little balalaika, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there it is. That's the balalaika player. It. Yeah, and um, from the start, Mir, Mir said um, he would love that the balalaika player plays some lines. Um, and what be really, really cool is if you can give him coins and he gets better. Oh, nice! <laughs> 
cool. Yes, yeah. and that's this, that's what we what we did. What we did is um, we had this old balalaika, and it's really the strings are maybe thirty years old. <laughs> I don't know. I, I never changed it because it has this really dirty tone, and I like that. Yeah. And honestly, we we just recorded our first tries. Our first, hey, what could we play? And it was so bad. And we're yeah. like, oh, you hear us breathing and stuff. It, it was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and the Balalaika player, <laughs> being young, starting out their journey as an artist, um, they awesome. really struggle, right? And this first takes their in-game, which <laughs> you can hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We used exactly that because we knew there's nothing harder than being a good player and emulating a bad player. Yeah. Yeah. That's really difficult. It is. But if you are a bad player, it's super believable. <laughs> yeah, it's so amazing. Because then you hear it quite prominently in the credits song, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's the yeah. only track in the actual soundtrack where you can hear it. That was another element I tried to integrate in the level tracks. Um, never really clicked for me, so it f just wasn't used. But we have this, I think, with five stages of Balalaika mm -hmm. playing. <laughs> and the last one is really very well played. So well played <laughs> that I couldn't play it. I had, I had to edit the shit out of it. Oh, really? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, I love that. The, the point where I, I wanted to get this... Um, what we did is, it sounded super cool when you were close to the balalaika player, but when you moved away from him a bit and he's moving out of the screen, we wanted to still hear him, but it just felt kind of off. So I thought, okay, maybe we just want kind of only a reverbished sound of it um, if we move away. So it sounds like... It's a bit away, but not a simple reverb. I kind of built this FX chain, which is like pitch delay, um, wow. frequency morphing, reverb stuff. And it is a super cool um, FX chain. And I used that one um, to route <laughs> the whole track through this, or actually not the whole tracks, but parts, parts of, of it. it yeah. And yeah. that are our ambient tracks. So yeah. that FX chain was pretty mm. important yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah because... As you said, the spatialization, of course, is uh, an easy thing to do, but it always felt like I'm moving out of the safe zone into the the, uh, the watery labyrinth or whatever, you know. And it just didn't feel right to have the same tonality to it in just a reverberant tone. So that's yeah. how you came up with mm -hmm. that. Hey, let's let's pitch it down. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's better. Still not there. And if you're you can listen to it actually if you enter the first dungeon, this watery, the sunken village, uh, and just go up the stairs and wait. Uh, shortly after the entrance, you can hear the balalaika player still going on in this really weird, uh, reverberant. Yes. I think the, the thing way. maybe was that it was sounding actually too realistic yeah. <laughs> with just a reverb on it when you move <laughs> away from it, and everything sure. else was so had this magical, un otherworldly character even. So it. And yeah. with this very special sound, it had this magic feeling we liked. One of my favorite tracks uh, of all is um, 
uh, opulent, sanct- opulent sanctum because My it kind stuff. of disintegrates a little in the middle, which mm-hmm. is really very cool. Uh, so tell, talk to me a little bit about, well, and the bell tones too. I like the bell, kind of the bell tones that happen at the beginning. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I love how it kind of falls apart a little yeah. in the middle. So talk to me a little bit about that one, if you would. Yeah, it's really cool because it's actually my favorite track as well, I think. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I th- yeah, I'm really happy with that one. It started actually out with the, the um, belly tone um, the song is starting with. I think yeah. you mean the one that's... The bell tone. The, the bell tone? <laughs> that belly tone. <laughs> belly tone. <laughs> belly tone. <laughs> we, didn't sla- <laughs> we didn't slap our bellies. It's the bell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, it they're just, kind. Um, it's not you know they're not real bells, but it's you know kind of no, yeah. it's not yeah. a belly. But I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a belly as well. Um, bell e exactly. It started out from this one, and then I came up with this flute um, melody. I think that two things were the starting point for this, and also you know the music for me. Every track is very biome specific on a sure. kind of meta level, you know, it's just what I associated with. Okay, this is, um, I think it was called, when we worked on it, Internally. The, the, the rich biome. The rich biome. The rich biome. Biome of the rich people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Opulent, yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> to, to, yeah. To be honest, we have, we have our track list uh, besides your screen, so we can look up which track <laughs> you're talking about, because I'm like, okay, it's the rich biome, mm. it's the... It's yeah. the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, watery excavation site. It's the it's dungeon. One is called dungeon. It's so it's so classic <laughs> that the, the yeah. I think the actual tracklist was made in the last few days yeah. or something with the actual titles. Yeah. And I, I love to um, Chapel of Revenants because you do this mm-hmm. um, kind of cool like five against four. It's not perfectly divided five against four, but it's still you're cramming <laughs> five into four, which is very, yes. very cool. I love that. <laughs> It's a, a, a pretty simple, very basic um, electronic music trick, trick <laughs> I would say. But the track was also very important because it was the first boss track we did. And okay. it really gave the direction for all boss tracks for me. So on this one, when I first worked on it, I had really the feeling... With this boss, you you know this uh, it's this platform grabber, and he looks super spacey and very very otherworldly, and I thought okay we can really um, be super extreme on this, and not be too careful, but but really, yeah I think it's 
quite a heavy track, so yeah. it's super, super processed. And super, super uh, compressed, yeah. like OTT, super, after OTT. Super upward, downward compression, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So this track was actually, to be honest, uh, very difficult to mix in the end mm -hmm. because um, mm -hmm. the effect chains in the groups were so hard to tame. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to yeah. but well, it was hard to tame. Yeah. We had to backpedal <laughs> a little bit in the final mix because we were, yeah, that's that's a good track, but I can't hear any of the S effects anymore, you know. Yeah, it was so yeah. even mm -hmm. with uh, darking and side chaining, and it, it just was too much going on with pumping and the boss voice, and it was like. I mean, the, the fight is overwhelming, right? So, and it was okay for the sound and the music to be have this tone to it, a bit chaotic, a bit overwhelming. But yeah, you know, you need to find the right mixture, not mm. to slam it into people's faces. Like, okay, still, and now it's like, but still, <laughs> yeah, but still, um, this, um, especially the, you know, um, and this track we have this very ambient beginning. We do that at most um, boss tracks that we have yep. these ambience yeah. um, that is in the game looped. Um, and when you reach the boss and he recognizes you, we start with the track. And for me, the first time I heard it in game and this totally distorted bass, um, synth mm -hmm. bass um, was um, playing, it was, okay, this is, this is good. Let's go yeah. this route and be just super yeah. extreme in the boss, boss fights. Um, and also the boss fights, I'd say, are the most electronic tracks, actually. Um, because we have this very sure, present yeah. um, synth bass lines, we have also electronic snares um, in some tracks. We have also a few synth melodies in some of them. So those are the most um, electronic influenced tracks, I would say, the best tracks. Let's uh, move away from Loot River for a moment. First of all, who's oldest? I'm. Marcus the is the oldest. The white hair. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks highlighted in the in the camera. Oh, so okay. you're, you're yeah, good. Have said it <laughs> Unlike mine, it starts when I was 18 years old. So, um, yeah. so <laughs> you too. Yeah. I started very early, not 18, but in my early 20s, I started to get white. Yes. Uh, and it might have been from touring or something. So tell me about uh, that, probably, yes. uh, you know, your upbringing and, and becoming musicians. And uh, I'd just love to know a little bit more about, you know, your musical journey from childhood. So, uh, yeah, tell, tell me about that. Uh, where to start? I think we started making music together when we were like teenagers. teenagers so yeah. we're basically working, if we're saying that's, the point of where we started working together. Mm. We've been working together since 20 years. So. And uh, um, <laughs> yeah. David was a bass player. Yeah. And I'm a guitarist. 
So okay. back in the days. Yeah. And then I was a singer and um, David is also kind of okayish on drums. And soon, and then we started also with synthesizers. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. We started off out with like a teenage garage band, you know, Doing with the horrible names mm. I won't mention. <laughs> so our starting point is definitely punk rock. Yeah. We can, we can say that as teenagers, we okay. just had our yeah. punk rock bands and that's, it's not my listening nowadays, but it's still in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Exactly this, <laughs> this kind of um, feeling. So um, that's where we started. And with our band, um, we recorded three albums. Yeah. The first one we did completely on our own. It was really a DIY um, project. Um, and then the um, second and third album we did in real studios with a real producer. And there we really... Yeah, and label and whatnot. You know, yeah. the whole ma machinery got kickstarted with the first album. And we did tour a good part of Europe, I'd say. Mm -hmm. We were at Primavera uh, in Spain at some point. And oh, I forgot all the others. I, yeah, I it's, it's, it's so a lot of Germany, yeah. Netherlands, and so on. So we came around a bit in Europe, um, and it was a great time. Mm. But it was also that um, at a certain point, especially if I just speak for me, I got a bit tired of touring and playing yeah. live. I was always a bit more interested in the actual recording of an album, then promoting it and mm -hmm. going on tour with it. So that was something that really bugged me um, at the end of the band days. And that's where it started, where we kind of were a bit looking of what else could we do with our real main interest of making music. And you said, you know, a, a company reached out to you, a developer reached out to you to, to do music and sound, and that kind of kick-started Wobbler sound. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what other kinds of, um, are you, do you just focus primarily on games? But I seem to think that you've also done film and other live action mm. projects like that, right? Yeah, um, it, it, it's a range. Uh, the, the focus is definitely games, but we also do, um, we, we call it experimental projects. There is this Austrian company called Causa Creations we work closely with, and they do all kinds of cool weirdish projects at one point there was this augmented reality theater piece where uh i think nine people would walk around and on a nine by nine meter vienna map with you know like mm. uh, events popping up and th there were like i think three factions and we had to come up with a composition where all three factions are represented at the same time based on their influence level. So you, that was a really cool project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we did, um, I think, what you mean, um, also one short film some time ago. But that was, I think, pretty much at the starting time of Wobbler Sound. We tried different things. Um, mm -hmm. We've also done some commercial stuff at this time. That's not on our website, but we've done it. And But yes, it, in the end, we really got our foot in the in the... Um, yeah, we settled on games pretty much, but games, games so. from games, games to experimental, uh, gamey kind of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously you're both gamers, right? You both enjoy playing, right? Mm -hmm. um, are you doing yeah. that now? Do you have time to game now? When the kid is asleep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've both very young kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that 
took away a lot of gaming time in the yeah. last two years <laughs> on my yeah. side. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's another project you did, uh, Rifter. Can we talk about Rifter? Yeah, Rifter. Yeah. It's, it has been a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's been that 2018, I think Rifter came out. But, um, uh, and I could only find one track, which bums me out yes. because it's synth wavy, right? And I love yes, it is. Yeah. Love we, that. We, we only did this one track yeah. for. Rifter. You only did, did the one track. Oh, we did. Bummer. We did. The, we did. Yeah, that was a bit sad. <laughs> yeah, the developer firstly again hired us for doing the sound design. Max Chuk is the developer called. He was like, yeah, he just had this idea of. There is this weird uh, radio going on, like playing a ton of different artists, and every artist has like this one track, you know, and that's yeah. uh, f where this went, and that's okay. why we did one track. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping there was some hidden soundtrack. I searched everywhere, and I'm like, "There's uh, got to be." To be honest, I, I think on our hard drive we have a couple of layouts laying, lying around. <laughs> we did at the time for this one, but because we nice. thought, "Okay, maybe we can do more." Oh, it's that's a that's an amazing track. So I recommend anyone listen to it because it's super Thanks. fun. Yeah, I think so. So Vienna, did you grow up in Vienna? Mm, we know, not we really. We, uh, we not are, really. Uh, from, <laughs> we're from the countryside, so from okay. Lower Austria. This is called. This is the surrounding um, yeah. of Vienna. But we moved to Vienna for studying. Yeah, some time ago. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I it's I was there as a very young and I've always wanted to go back as an adult just because I I'm such a classical music nerd and I mean, you know, Beethoven and and Mozart obviously spent so much time there at varying times in their lives and um it's it's such a I mean, that's a city that someone like me from America, I'm just like, wow, Vienna, so much history. <laughs> There's so much <laughs> going on there. So you moved there to study in university? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And did you both study? What did you study then? I mean... <laughs> uh, I studied informatics. <laughs> but my, um, my master's degree is still like dangling around like a Democles sword <laughs> above my head because... At some point, I decided, hey, I could create like this modular synthesizer as a diploma, uh, you know, diploma to write on. Yeah. And then, you know, then Wobbler sound got kind of like successful, and then I had a child, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, probably never gonna finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. Hopefully. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just assumed. I don't. I just assumed you guys didn't 
university at all. I don't know why. I just figured, well, you were in a band and then you... <laughs> From the look, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just figured life, you know, takes you in a direction and yeah, that's so funny. We don't have, we don't have a, a, a music study background mm. if, if you if you mm. say so like if you yeah yeah, yeah we don't and have. same with the technology and stuff david like how did you learn implementation because that's you know that's hard <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. yeah 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 you know being able to program is surely a, a good a good way uh, to yeah. to grasp these things better but I think we're talking about like audio middleware like WISE and FMOD, right? So mm -hmm. if you know both the technical needs from an implementation point of view, like what does a game developer actually need in the game and also having the knowledge from sound design, the, the rest is self-taught and with the help of yeah. the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. But right. it, it, it's still a process, you know, like I did... We did work with WISE, we did work with FMOD. You learn the benefits and the drawbacks of both. We also worked with with uh, in-game engine stuff like directly in Unity or really cheap plugins directly in Unity. And the more experience you have in the field, the easier it also is for one to describe to your clients why you should use an audio middleware. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, so you want to do me to 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 do all all of this in the engine, so it's manual labor, yeah. Because engine is basically, and if the engine is called Unity, it's yeah, it's it's basically play, stop, pause. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> in there and pitch. Yeah. No offense, yeah. Unity, but. Yeah. You know, since you both have many skills with regards to game audio, do you have a favorite task that you really enjoy? Like, do you much prefer sound design over composition or do you prefer implementation over sound design or do you just kind of enjoy all of it? It, 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 for me, <laughs> I speak for myself, for me, it's so dependent on the project because if you have like, oh, for sure. let's say if you have a really... Uh, small game that's i don't know doesn't even the first thing that comes to mind maybe if the style is rather no it doesn't it's not style dependent but if you have like a game which is more like okay we use an audio middleware but 90 of the time it's just play the sound play the sound the, the implementation in f mod or wise is not really like super fulfilling but maybe the yeah. sound design part like come up with some something quirky that's not like super realistic is fun but on the other hand if you have a project where the sound design is also fun but maybe you have like this very dynamically driven sound design ish things where you have like i don't know some sound that has this weird matrix of using five to seven parameters that is steered from within the game where it's definitely recommendable to use a middleware <laughs> saying that again but I, i can really dig into that and do like this you know for it for me the The line of what is a creative work and what is a technical work is so blurry. 
in game audio because sure. sometimes you know there is this meme of like you create a sound like yay and the first time you hear it in game it's like oh bummer mm. you know <laughs> and it's 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 so very true and sometimes when you know marcus gives me a sound and the first thing i do is like okay pitch it down one and a half octaves remove the half of the frequencies and i'm like no okay now it's working you know <laughs> an easy an easy example not going to say that your sound design is always <laughs> always <laughs> each sound you hear is pitched on one and a half octaves no. but it just shows that the design process ends in the middleware and not when i yeah. bounce it from the door and it's a back and forth mm, of course of right course. it's not like okay mm -hmm. It's not a, a, a waterfall-ish pipeline. And of course, we all know that, that game development doesn't work like that. I have to say, for, for me, um, I wouldn't want to choose, I wouldn't have to choose between sound design yeah. and music. It's great to, to have both. And it's also great, you know, if you're, how do I say that, if you work on, a, on, on music and then you work a day on sound sound design, you just get yeah. a little distance again mm. to the project and this is so great. And also, and this is for me, I really think um, being a sound designer influenced me as a composer so mm. very much. Um, oh. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's... Um, It has changed me as a composer. It has changed the way I work on music, the way I think about music, because hmm. um, I'm so sound-focused. I think I always sure. was, but being a sound designer and learning so many techniques um, to um, alter sounds really helped me finding my voice as a composer as well. So I wouldn't want to choose. Mm. I think it's and so great to have both. And, and I think... It It also, you know, the good thing is it's also a blurry line depending on a project, what is even sound design, what is music, we all know inside from Play Dead, you know. Yeah. It's kind of that these worlds, they have to work together and sometimes they are the same or they're very intertwined mm. with each other. And also if we we want to do music and sound design, and I think that's also important. It's not just like, hey, I can, I'm a composer, I can do sound design, just I'll do it. But if you don't want to do it, Yeah, it will show or hear, mm. I guess. But actually, because you said uh, mentioned inside, for me, this uh, a project like that where you can do an audio world where you can't even say what is music and what is sound is um, yes. would be an absolute dream project, yeah. I would say. So that's totally up our taste. So but but you but you need it needs to fit the project, right? Exactly. So, yeah. exactly. have any uh, projects you're working on now that you can tell us about? Um, <laughs> uh, difficult, I think. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we can. The one we could talk about there is, there is, you know, it's basically set in stone, but we're still waiting for the autograms on the contract, so oh, yeah. <laughs> still a bit shaky there. Uh, other projects, I think, 
thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm just looking at my uh, my br my brain, which is my smartphone. So <laughs> yeah, can talk about this one. Can well, we can talk about uh, we can talk about one of these five that I mentioned here. Uh, that's <laughs> ah. one that's called "We Are Screwed" from Rare Byte. Uh, okay. It's a very funny space game where you have like uh, it's a local cope game where you have to steer uh, a spaceship through also through enemies and you have like this inside and outside view. You can like uh, you need to repair your ship and you can mount turrets to the spaceship and one person steers the ship, the others mount on the turrets and shoot like asteroids and enemies. And so it's like a fumble core, stressy, funny. And I think it's already on Steam, but not in early access. It's still in development, but it's definitely announced. <laughs> to stream it every Friday on Twitch, and it's already it's the first hit Steam on Google. Yeah, it's it. Oh, you can nice. wishlist it on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. We and what's screwed. it called? Remind. What's it called? We are screwed. We uh, are with screwed. an exclamation mark <laughs> at the <laughs> end. <laughs> But we are, <laughs> but we are doing only the sound design here. Yeah. The oh, okay. okay. Yeah. No music as okay. of now. Go, gonna have, ask them to what's their plan. We have a pretty <laughs> awesome um, music project also are quasi running, but I'm afraid we can't talk about that right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's just good to know that there are more projects coming up mm. that we can talk about in the future, right? Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. What else do you want to say about Loot River or, I mean, anything, really? It's kind of up to you now. I have one more thing I could add to the last question we had, you know, because not so long time ago we were talking about exactly um, that we are as freelancers in the indie game sector. Um, we have to, like, fill roles wherein AAA companies, like, five to ten people would be responsible for that. So yeah. um, we, we, are, we, wear, we wear many hats, so to we speak. We wear many hats. <laughs> we have to be like super generalists. We have to be good at so many different aspects of audio. And audio itself is such a complex field. And from everything we do, we could... Yeah, we, we, we inherit multiple job descriptions yeah. by necessity. <laughs> Right, so yeah. so that's that's really interesting. Uh, I think the difference between uh, indie games and AAA games, um, yes. how the the roles are different. Like in indie mm -hmm. games, where I mean, I mean, we are two people, but so many times there's one person, one person right? doing um, sound right. and music and everything. Um, and in AAA studios, you have like. I don't even know Enough. how many people. <laughs> so, yeah. Too many, maybe even, yeah. yeah. And it seems like, but that seems like, you know, you really enjoy that, you know. I mean, there are definitely composers that I speak to or sound designers that I speak to who are just like, this is all I want. I don't want yeah, to totally. do the yeah. other. But it sounds yeah. like you really enjoy getting to wear all those hats. Yeah, yeah it, definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, mm -hmm. you know, it's then it's our baby. We, um, like yeah. David said, when we could do everything, the sound and the music and everything, it's really like building everything from ground up ourselves and um, yeah. really trying to push our vision. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you both. And if there's anything else you want to say that you wish I would have asked or that you think we should have talked about. Um, Let me know. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> know. I think it, it, it has been a really nice uh, interview, call, meeting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chat. Blur. I don't know. Chat. 
Yeah, no, thank you both so much for your time. And, um, you know, I really do just look forward to having you back on in the future and we'll talk about more projects someday. So. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and if you ever come to Vienna, give us a yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, sure. We oh, it's on together. my list. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's on my list, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Thank you both so much. Thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Marcus and David, aka Wobbler Sound. You'll find a playlist and you can also support Level with Emily at patreon.com slash level. Check out the video of our chat with Marcus and David on the Level with Emily YouTube channel. And please do subscribe to the YouTube channel to get all of our new videos of interviews. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.